someone said, do you know what your name means? And I was, you know, helping with the music there. I was playing acoustic guitar. And, and so I was like, what does my name mean? They said, well, in Hebrew and, and in Greek, ma is the feminine root word. And then rena means to lift a joyful sound of music. Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Marketing and 1820 Coffee House in the heart of Alvin, Texas, and we're in season two of the podcast. Our goal with this podcast is to showcase the amazing people, businesses, and organizations we have in and around Brazoria County. So if you know someone who should be highlighted, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com. Today, we are again at the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce, one of the sponsors of the podcast. Texas Snowfruit is also a sponsor, and you can learn more about both of those businesses later in the show. If you're a first-time listener, we would love for you to subscribe to Creating Community on your favorite podcast app. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen directly at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. In this episode, we're talking with Marina Solis. She's a local musician who most recently played and did a fantastic job performing at 1820 Coffee House, and we're excited to have her on the podcast today. Welcome to the show, Marina. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. Well, we're glad that you took the time to come talk with some lowly guys like us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so did you grow up in Alvin? I did. I grew up in the Alvin area um, all my life. I homeschooled in Alvin. Um, so oh, I, I didn't know you were a homeschooler. Yeah, oh. I got to homeschool. <laughs> yeah, there's more and more of you. Yeah, um, and um, I really enjoyed that growing up, and we got to do a lot of things with the community. So, yeah, nice town. Very Fantastic. Fun. I know my wife was homeschooled. My daughter was homeschooled at least part of her time. Yeah. But when my wife went through homeschooling, <laughs> there wasn't as many opportunities to spend time in the community or with other people. And now that there's so many homeschool organizations and students, yeah. it seems to be a lot easier. So it, we yes. know, we know lots of them. In we fact, do. at the coffee house, we even have a few staff that are homeschooled. So They're fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so when did you start playing music? I started playing music. Um, at the age of 10, I really wanted an instrument and my dad had bought my sister a guitar at 10. You know, she never used it. I would kind of steal it from her. Um, <laughs> nice. So when I turned 10, my dad bought me a keyboard. And so I was able to kind of just fiddle with that. That was around the same time that YouTube started. And so I started <laughs> YouTubing tutorials on how to. Do you really? Yeah. Wow, fantastic. <laughs> I started saying how to, you know, play such and such song and I would YouTube how to play songs and um, I played piano for a while. I was very secretive about everything. I didn't want to show anyone that I did music. Um, I was too scared. And so I loved it, but I didn't show anyone. And so when I was about 14, 15, um, I went to this church that needed a bass player and I ran sound. I did things very behind the scenes and he, uh, the pastor said, I'll teach you. I'll teach you if you want to play. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I, I'll have to play in front of people. Um, but I decided <laughs> yeah, to, kind of what musicians do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I decided, okay, um, I'll learn. So I played bass for, um, several years before I learned acoustic guitar. And then I started eventually singing in front of people at around the age of like 18, 19. Wow. Wow. So when you were 10 and you got the keyboard were you happy with that or were you sad that you didn't get the guitar like your sister had? Uh, i was happy with it because i stole her guitar so often oh, that i could so use you already both. had a yeah. guitar oh, there, there you go, there you go. yeah that's perfect yeah all right so you mentioned a sister you also have a brother joshua yes. i believe yeah 
Okay. So the weird connection is I think you were a leader for, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose what it was called, uh, Revive Weekend Yes, with, yeah. with my daughter Morgan. Right. And then a couple of years later, your brother was a leader for Revive Weekend for Males in our house. Yes. Yeah. I, I had worked at uh, the Church New Hope for years. Awesome church. And so I would sing with them for um, many, many events and stuff. And then my brother got involved. And yeah, we had this weird connection. I was like, oh, cool. Awesome. Okay. And it, and it <laughs> deserves a shout out. He just got engaged, right? Yes, he did. He just got engaged to an awesome girl named Sarah. And they are planning on getting married in January. Oh my so gosh, that's soon. fast. Yes, yeah. So they're so doing like a, a lot of planning. Seven month mm -hmm. very wow. quick engagement. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We talked to a musician um on another podcast and I'm kind of curious about the your answer to this. <clears throat> do you have to do you have to be sad to write a sad song? And you have to be happy to write a happy song? Ooh. Great question. I had this conversation with someone recently. Did you really? Uh, wow. I did. It's a weird yeah, question, it's but it's a, it's a an honest, an honest answer for me would be that I, I think musicians can be pretty moody and I think <laughs> that they can um, sway back and forth from being happy to sad pretty quickly. Um, and so when I'm writing something that's maybe sad, um, I will either, when I'm happy in the moment, I pull from past experiences. So I might write something that made me sad in the past and, and have to be really honest with it. And you don't like sure. revisiting those, those um, experiences, but sometimes they help you create something you really like. So you might be really happy in the moment, um, but pulling from something that you'd been through, touching sure. that again, reopening that wound, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it kind of so, makes you sad again. So Same it thing makes you sad again versus being sad to write yeah. it. That yes. actually is a really good answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that the happy, Writing happy songs is a bit harder, I think. Is it real? I would think it's the other way around. Yeah, I would say it's a bit harder depending on, you know, where you are in your life. But I would say reaching for a happy moment, it can kind of be, you know, nice to write about, but it might come across a bit cheesy. So it's kind of harder to I, write about, I think. I can wow. see that. I can also see that it, and maybe that this says more about me, but if you, if I try to think of, I don't know, sad words, depressing, really, you know, like mm -hmm. if I try to fill those sentences, I can do that easier than then. Happy, yeah, joyful. Happy, happy, oh, joyful, yeah. you know, like I don't know, cheerful, yeah, like, like it, yes, yeah. I don't know. See, this is why we're different. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, I went to a guitar center years ago and there was a book and it was literally just called Words That Rhyme for the Songwriter. Oh, awesome. Was, and it was so what do, they have, what do they have that rhymed with orange? Nothing, but it just had tons of words like you could look up joyful and it would find yeah. whatever. Wow. It, and it was just four songwriters. And I was Ooh. like, that is such a niche. But Somebody yeah, made a, a ton thing. of money on that. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I wonder how many people use that though. That's a I good know. question. Mm. Yeah. And this was back when people didn't use Google quite as much. And, yeah. You know, yeah. But still just, I don't know. I just saw them like, that is smart. Some, someone so is a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you started singing privately musician <laughs> stuff when you were 10. So at what point did you start writing your own music? And what was the transition that got you there? So I loved writing songs. They were horrible, but I loved writing them. Um, and so I would write them all the time, consistently. As soon as I had an instrument, I would start wow. writing them. But I was so frightened to show anybody anything. I never wanted to. I think I'd shown someone one thing one time and one thing another time. 
very little part and they'd be like oh that's kind of dumb you know and i just so happen to show probably the wrong person yeah, you know uh, yeah and i was a kid you that's know that's an awful thing to yeah. say to somebody, <laughs> particularly a young right. person Come yeah. on. It, it affected me I, I think it actually affected me quite a bit to where i was like i held on to that even though it was yeah. a silly you know a silly moment where they probably didn't even mean it that way um but i held on to it and and for a long time, I didn't want to show anything I wrote at yeah, all. I can understand that. At all. Yeah. And so um, the first song that I think I ever showed anyone was this past year. So I had really? helped write with different music teams at different churches, and I would never ask for credit for it. I would be like, don't tell them I wrote wow. that part. And so it would be released um, where I went to school or where I went to church, different music would be in the studio. I would write the pre-courses, the choruses, and I wouldn't tell anybody. And so I was just worried that they would say, ooh, that's bad. Don't use that again. And so I held that with me for a long time. And then this past year, um, I was like, you know what? It's time. I yeah. need to start showing people what I'm writing because I'm getting positive feedback, you know, privately from the stuff I'm not, sure. you know, crediting myself. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna show people what I write. And so I think the first song I ever showed was to my mom. I showed her a song that I wrote called Moonlight. And, and that was, surely she loved it. Yeah, she loved <laughs> she it. Better, yeah. <laughs> that's a good mom. Um, yeah. She loved it. It was very encouraging. Um, and then the same day that I wrote Moonlight, I wrote another song that I just recently released as well. And that one I showed to my aunt and my mom and, and they cried to it. And so I was like, yes, okay, this is good. So it was you, very you positive. You were and you were hoping to get crying? Yeah, yeah I was hoping <laughs> for tears. This was a happy song. Yeah. Why yeah. you guys crying? <laughs> I was hoping for tears. Um, wow. But just recently, this past year has been a big step for me because I wanted to do show people for so long. Mm -hmm. I was just too scared. So now I'm finally showing people. So when you release the songs and you didn't take credit for them because you didn't want it was i hate to say it but does it go back to the one person that said oh that's awful why would you do that i think in in a in a way it was and i didn't realize that that was a thing i didn't yeah. realize it was going back to that i think with my musicianship with my vocals i had had these experiences where i was never bad i was never super bad at what i did i was always learning and and i think sure. i learned it really fast but I had these experiences where, you know, you can say like the haters um, would right. tell me, oh, you know, you're not very good. And so I just had well, those experiences and it happens. Um, I was just, I was so young when that happened. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, and I think it was just ways that, you know, things were trying to get me down and discouraged. And I had to be like, no, I'm going to push past that. And I yeah. want to keep going. And, so, And I don't know, having grown up in Alvin. I feel like it's a very Alvin thing, but it might not be. But the thing that I've noticed is that when people want to do something that's outside the norm, others are very dismissive of it. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> that'll and, never happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, Those were the types of comments I got. And I think it was because I wasn't doing the norm type of music or the regular type of, you know, style of things. Yeah. And I think that's why I got it. Yeah. Isn't that who's successful at times? Exactly. The people. I hope so. <laughs> the innovative, the Jeff Bezos yeah. of the yeah. world. Right. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. that, and that's what gets me is everyone loves music. And <clears throat> I mean, whatever type of music you may like is yeah. one thing, but everyone listens to some type of music. Absolutely. And the idea that to me that you might know someone locally who sings and does this to me is cool, but I've seen so many instances over the years of like, the dismissiveness because I know you and I yeah. don't understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you, so you can't be that good. Yeah. Right? Like 
it's no, a comfortability not, where, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I don't, I guess my question is how do you kind of push past that? Cause I, it sounds like you've experienced at least some of that mm-hmm. and I've got some years on you. So I've experienced a lot. Yeah. <laughs> not as a singer, but like, <laughs> not as a singer. Yeah. No, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I spared the world from Jake that. Jake and I sang one time in the last year. <laughs> oh, nice. No, no, no. it oh, wasn't not nice. nice. <laughs> it wasn't, but, but what, what, how do you find encouragement to keep going and stuff? Cause there are people that are dismissive because it's different. Yeah. Um, I would say a big encouragement to me is my faith in God. And so when I would go through really difficult situations of not feeling adequate or not feeling good enough, um, I would feel God tell me like, no, I've made you for this and I, I want you to do this. And um, for a long time, I didn't believe it. And then I actually went to Israel back in 2015 And, um, I had a name tag on, I was helping with something and someone said, do you know what your name means? And I was, you know, helping with the music there. I was playing acoustic guitar. And and so I was like, what does my name mean? They said, well, in Hebrew and, and in Greek, um, ma is the feminine root word. And then rena means to lift a joyful sound of music. And wow. I said, no way. Like, that's so cool. Cause I always, my mom named me after a character on a soap opera. So I was like, there's no, there's no um, purpose to this name, you know? And then I was like, oh wow. You know, God really has called me to do music. Yeah. And it gave me some more uh, confidence to do that. Um, which long story short is why we're called Rena's because Rena's is like joyful multiple. Sound and of it's music. With, exactly. Joyful sound of music. So it just kind of worked out. Well, let's take a step back real quick. You yeah. said that you were afraid of the rejection you were going to get from people. That's why you didn't show things. But you're going into an industry that is really riddled with rejection. Absolutely. So how do you prepare yourself knowing that you're going to get nine no's before you get a yes, maybe more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that I don't know how to answer that perfectly. Um but I would say that I am almost, I'm expecting the no's. And I, I think that with the favor I've seen so far in my life, where I've seen some no's and then it's been a big yes. And then I've seen some little no's and it's been a big yes. I know that there will be a big yes. And I'm, I think I'm excited for um, the the opportunity to experience the yes. So hopefully I will still see that. Yes. So the, so the one yes negates all of the no's you get before it. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's yeah. a good lesson for people to hear. Cause I, I agree. I think we're in a field where there's a lot of no's before we get a yes. And Absolutely. that one yes makes it, makes us able to continue going through knowing well, we're going to get more no's. Yeah and, yeah. and I also think there's a lot of people who want to be a singer songwriter or a musician, but they don't want to put in the work that nowadays comes with it. Like you can't just be a good singer. You can't just be a good musician. You have to also put in the work with social media and stuff. So again, a couple of weeks ago you performed at the coffee shop and I appreciate it. But every day you were coming by on and making a pit stop to get some coffee as you were going out (laughs) to go tell other places and things like that. And to me, while you might not really enjoy having to go set flyers everywhere, you knew that that was part of the gig. Like, yeah, part of success. And so to me, that bodes well for you because you're not just sitting back. Oh, why did anybody show up? You're doing everything you can. Now it's up to them to show up, but you're at least trying to to do it versus expecting people to magically know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I had, I, I'm learning that right now that I, there's so much more to it than just, you know, the music side, there's the graphic design side, there's the, um, uh, 
yeah, walking around, hanging flyers, inviting people, talking to people. Um, I'm not the most extrover- extroverted person. I'm, I love being alone, introvert, uh, very, very much so. But I know that if I want to reach that, like if I want people to come, they have to hear about it somehow. And I've had to put on a lot of hats recently. So I'm trying to learn how to do all of that and still prioritize the practice of the music, like the actual writing of a song instead of being like, okay, I have to post on social media in this hour and I have to go talk to this person at this time, you know, but trying to balance that. So it's more of an organic feel for you. Yeah. And, um, I love any chance to be creative. I love drawing. I love singing. I love a lot of creative things. My parents are both really creative in art. Um, so I think I've always kind of been like that. So right. seeing an opportunity to be like, oh, okay, I can make a flyer today. All right, like I'll make that flyer and I kind of sketch out a little thing right. on Procreate or whatever. So since nice. Jake brought it up, I, I do think that's one thing you did better than certainly any of the other musicians we've had at the coffee house or even recently that I've seen is you did an exceptional job of thank you <laughs> promoting yourself and getting, for lack of a better term, getting butts in the seats. Yeah. Right? yeah. You've got people in the building. Yeah. Uh, I remember going, my wife and my daughter went as well, and it was standing room only. Yeah. And if there's fire marshals, ignore what I said. <laughs> but it was standing room only, and people were still coming in and leaving. So when people said, hey, was it successful? I go, yeah, because of Marina. Uh, like, yeah. She well, was supposed to. In fact, yeah. in fact, I told Jake that week, I said, I think we need to bring another staff in. He's like, yeah. what? I said, she is promoting herself like nobody I've seen. And uh, we're marketing <laughs> people. We've seen promotions. And we think you did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. I, I would say as well, Elise, um, my drummer, she did so much work. And some friends of ours, um, Darian, they even went out and hung those flyers with me. Yeah. They were telling everybody, like, bring your sister, bring your brother, bring your grandma, right. you know, everyone. So it was really awesome. So how have you managed to surround yourself with people that are so supportive of you? I think I've been really lucky. Um, I early on, you know, of course being discouraged, not wanting to tell many people, um, when I did start showing up and actually being like, okay, here I am. This is my voice. These are my songs. You know, um, I've been so lucky and blessed that people have wanted to be a part of it. And I, I've been blown away because of course, you know, you deal with the people that maybe don't show up for you. The people that have, um, flaked on me or the people (laughs) that have, um, decided to go in a different direction. Um, there's been a a lot of things that happened within the first week of releasing a song. I, I had, um, lots of interesting people leave my life. And so it was really difficult being like, wow, should I be doing this? If, if people don't want to be a part of it and they don't think it's very good. But I was like, no, those are the little no's and there's going to be really awesome people that want to be a part of it. And I've seen it happen so much and I'm so thankful, like really, really thankful even now, like just starting that so many people are really, really supportive. Um, so it's been really positive and, um, really cool to see how, you know, band members are coming together and events are coming together and the opportunities that are coming together has been really natural. Um, and I'm really thankful for that. Very cool. Well, we're going to get into a little bit of the process of performing and, and songwriting, but first let's take a message and hear from our sponsors. Hi, this is Christina with Texas Snowfruit. We're a shave ice company located in Scopel Square in the heart of Alvin. Stop by and see us or visit us on our website at texassnowfruit.com. Hi, this is Carrie Perrin, president and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. 
Here at the Chamber, we want to support local businesses. We want to give you visibility in the community. We want to give you opportunity in the community. And for those of you that aren't business owners, we want to let you know about all our wonderful Chamber members. And if you support them, you support our community. So remember, whether you're a business or a community member, when you eat, shop, play, and support local business, you support the community. All right, we're back with Marina from Renus Music. Is it Renus Band? Is that what you call it, or do you just call it it's Renus? It's just Renus, yeah. Okay. If you'll notice, I do have the sticker on the back. I know, of I saw you that. <laughs> and that's awesome. from you. That's yes. another thing you did when you came out to the coffee shop is you brought little things for people to take away from the event. But And you even had your friend come out. She had made some jewelry that she yes, had a little yeah. thing there selling stuff for, mm-hmm. about Sweet you. Sweet creature, yeah. Yes. And then she ended up being a pop-up, pop-up shop, shop for us. Yeah. Too. Yeah. But what I really liked that you did that night was you performed a song that you asked people to submit a suggested name title. Yeah. So... Did you come up with a title for the name? I did. Um, it was one of the suggestions from that night. So um, I loved seeing the different suggestions on there. Um, I had a couple of, you know, repeats of, of suggestions. Some people named it the same thing, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, some people would name it something totally different. You're like, um, what were you listening yeah. to? <laughs> yeah. um, but I ended up naming it Reruns. And so that's one of the songs on the EP. Okay, that, that was, was not my suggestion. So. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, but I ended up naming it that. Uh, I think it fit it really well. And I didn't even realize because I was really struggling with naming that song it had several meanings to it. Um, so I was like, well, I, I don't really know. And then after that suggestion, I read that suggestion when I got home after that event. Um, I was like, oh, wow, that fits perfectly. That's exactly what mm. I wanted to say. Um, so then I did choose that song name from that night. And it happened to be just by pure coincidence that the suggestion came from my brother's fiance. No. I thought that was awesome. Are I was like, serious? wow, all right. I'll oh, choose that wow. one. She's yeah. sucking up to the go. You said Sarah, right? Yes. Way yeah, to go, yeah, Sarah. Yeah, Sarah yeah. named it. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, and so talking about performing a little bit, what's, say you're going to do that, but then you also did one the following week, I or think. Or two weeks later. Two I weeks think, later, yeah. you did another, yes. I'm not going to say larger performance, but probably larger because the coffee shop's smaller. Yeah, it was my release concert. It was hot. Oh my gosh. And so- you have this coming up. How do you prepare for it? Like walk us through your sure. thought process without bursting into tears or yeah. <laughs> stressing out about it too much. Um, it's a, it's a long process. Um, it's one thing I'm, I'm a very like checklist person. I'll write it all down and I want to cross it off physically on a, either a piece of paper or a whiteboard. Um, and I want to see that it's done. And so I created this like vision board with a friend where I just wrote down everything I needed, the teams that I wanted, the band, the, this, the, that, um, what I needed to get done, my t-shirts, my stickers, my, you know, all of these things. Um, and so the week of that was, pretty stressful and I'm very thankful for friends that were very supportive and even the opening band half brother shout out to them because they came and they opened up for me they were awesome and then uh, a friend that DJs his name his DJ name is Tams but they came through and they also helped a lot and so I had a group of friends the day of um, that we all went out there it was so hot you know Texas is stupid hot right um so at about in august yes (laughs) very hot um 
And we went out at about 9 a.m. I had a group of about four or five friends of mine come out. They just said, I want to help you all day. Wow. I said, really? Okay, awesome. We've got a lot to do. <laughs> <laughs> so at about 10 a.m., we went and, of course, we the day prior, we picked up all the sound equipment. We rented some stuff um, and then borrowed some stuff. But the day of, we went out and all morning long, and it was, again, very hot. Um, we took a golf cart. We decorated things. We set up the stage. We went and painted on the roads. We went and hung some cardboard signs places. And we really tried to set it up as much as we could. We were in contact with some food trucks and some awesome snow cone uh, little carts and stuff. Um, shout out to Texas Snow Fruit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to give another shout out. Um, and we just, everyone worked really hard and it was hot. So we went back to back to back, um, setting up stuff, running rehearsals, running sound check, getting that set up as well. And um, <laughs> fun fact, I haven't told anyone this, so this is probably embarrassing oh. to share on a podcast. Um, during the concert, right before I was about to start singing, I actually had like a heat stroke. And oh. so I had this horrible pain in my, my left side, the whole performance. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but I was, I was holding my I side no. and, um, the whole time I was singing, I was in so much pain. So afterwards I, I got very sick. I had, I couldn't sleep like all night, Wow! <laughs> but, um, it was just the heat in Texas. Oh no, of um, course. So well, you, hot. And you said you were out there all day long. Yeah. So. We were out there from like I said, about 9, 10 a.m. to that night when we're still packing up at well, 9 p.m. Not only did I not notice that, but what I did notice was that the entire time leading up to your performance and even after your performance, you were hanging out with the crowd. You were taking pictures yeah. of everybody. You even had a, a step and repeat set up so people could yes. do a photo op with you. And you spent time with every single person that wanted to spend time with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was hoping to hang out with more people. I think that that's... Another big thing that I want, especially being local and having people come out, that takes a lot of yeah. time for people to come out to an event. You know, maybe they're hearing me for the first time and they're saying, who is yeah. this girl? But okay, I'll, you know, I'll show up and I'll bring some friends. Um, for them to do that means a lot. Like you're driving out to this place, you're staying outdoors when it's hot. It was kind of out there a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of <laughs> out there and it's a beautiful place, um, but it was further outside the city, you know, so yeah. people had to make the effort to come. So I was hoping to at least try to thank as many people as I could for sure. coming out. So, yeah. well, I was going to ask something, totally lost it. <laughs> well, and so beyond the logistical side, how, how do you come up with a set list? Cause so obviously you're doing a album release party, so you're yes. going to be playing a lot, if not all of your new songs. Um, but how does that, I, I'm fascinated by that. I'm fascinated by, well, cause I've been to concerts and they'll play like a really slow song. And then it's like some kind of crazy speed metal song. And then it's, I'm like, I don't know that that flows, flows. like yeah. it doesn't seem to make sense to me that you would do it that way, but I'm also not a musician. Yeah. So how do you kind of, I mean, or did, because it was an album release, mm -hmm. did you just play it straight through? <laughs> I didn't play it straight through. I actually had a friend ask me, why didn't you play it straight through? And I said, well, when I create set lists, um, I like to think of it as like a wave. And so I like to start off high and I like to end high. So somewhere in the middles, we got to put those slower songs. Cause no one wants to end a concert on yeah, a sad oh, note. Great yeah. No one wants to start off on a sad note either. Yeah, um, so I kind point. of like to wave it 
through. Um, so starting off really high for the release concert, we started with a song called Moonlight, which has a really long intro. We ended up ending with the same one, which wasn't planned. We just thought, let's do another one. Let's just quickly, you know, throw that up there. Um, but as I'm planning for some set lists for some upcoming events this week and um, this month, I'm planning our set lists to hopefully flow in that it starts off really, you know, upbeat and it also ends upbeat. So creating that order of things is um, picking picking a song that's almost the same color of another song and trying to like flow it through. I make you that mentioned color. You yeah. mentioned color again. So yeah. somebody mentioned math on, on another podcast oh, that we did. Awesome. So they equated music to math. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot of math in music. <laughs> oh, see there, nobody, see, I'm a math guy, and I don't see that. But I'm not a music guy. Ah. So so what I was going to ask you was because of your music style, who is it that you look up to? Who is it that you try to, I don't want to say emulate yourself mm -hmm. after, but that you look to for inspiration? I have a lot of, um, my music style, if I were to show you a Spotify, Spotify liked playlist or something, it's everywhere. It's, it's very eclectic. <laughs> it's All very right. eclectic. And um, I would say that I do have some, inspiration some pretty strong inspirations i don't know if my music reflects it um but i definitely love them as songwriters performers um one of them is probably i love um freddie mercury always have i grew up listening to him a lot listening to queen um his his you're not really that old <laughs> <laughs> i listened to growing up queen my, is still popular right yeah. now so yeah her parents listen to it on the oldie station yeah. oh, there wasn't just a movie about it too a couple of years ago yeah but, that's yeah. true um but i listened to him a lot i also listened to a lot of nirvana growing up um so kurt cobain and his writing styles the way he was influenced by cultural at the time and and the way he wanted to really like say something uh meant a lot i thought it was really cool um some other artists that inspire me would be oh that's a hard one i listen to a lot of different uh type of artists um, but those are two strong ones and i'm blanking but uh i definitely have a lot more love david bowie i love a lot of artists from either the from before your time yeah, 70s. Yeah, yeah exactly or before my yeah. time so yeah well that's that's good i think it's important that you that you don't hone yourself in on just one group. Hey, this is who I grew up with. This is what I'm listening to. Yeah. But you've kind of expanded and listened yeah. to all kinds. Well, and that you know where your references are coming from. There, There's a great story that when John Carter of Mars came out a couple of years ago, the movie, everyone was like, oh, I just stole from Star Wars. I just stole. Well, John Carter was written 60 years before Star Wars came out and yeah. Star Wars stole from it. Mm -hmm. But because it had been such a cultural George phenomenon. George Lucas got out first. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's people... That is a pet peeve of mine when people don't get the references or, yes. you know, like so-and-so is riffing off Bowie who's riffing off, you know, it just so. Exactly. I, I actually learned the other day I was watching Kurt Cobain perform uh, The Man Who Sold the World, that song. I didn't realize that it was David Bowie's oh, song. Yeah. And so I felt like such a fraud. <laughs> I was like, how did I not know this for so long? Giving him credit all this time? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when it, it's a, even it's a cover that, trying to remember exactly how the david bowie song version goes but like it's not the same like it has a different yeah, vibe and style it has a very to it. 70s style yeah, yeah very different than nirvana's grunge style yeah, yeah. But, but you know that's not the only example there's a ton of songs out there that you hear and you go wow where did this come from it was written oh, yeah. 40 years earlier 20 years yeah. earlier sung by the original artist yeah so yeah very true that's that's something that i love about music is what how someone can take 
and put their own spin on spin on it. I know that yeah. all along the watchtower has been covered by a bunch of different artists and some of them are really interesting the way it's been done. Yeah. What's the Tina Turner song? I think, you know, like Amarillo by morning is very popular, mm-hmm. yeah. but it wasn't originally written. It was originally written 12 years earlier. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. From somebody you've probably never heard of. And I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but it's songs like that where somebody made it really popular. I think Garth Brooks got credit for, Oh my God, not Garth Brooks. It was George Strait. George Strait, yeah. Um, George Michael Montgomery wrote, uh, I swear, and he sang it 10 years before it was sang by. Um, a, boys to Men? Not Boys no, to I was thinking, them. I was starting to say Boys to Men, it? but it is, a, it is a boy group. Yeah. In, not in sync, but one of those. The Backstreet Boys might have been back. I think y'all are making this up. So. <laughs> I'm not making it up. I can George hear it Michael in my Montgomery head. is the <laughs> original singer, but he didn't get credit for it until after it was very popular by whatever boy band it was. And sorry for those that are huge fans of that yeah. band. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for driving down the road. I remember it. It's so and so. We're not idiots. We just We're can't blanking. remember right now. Um, <laughs> so that being said, you just released the album. What What's the next couple of months look like for you? The next couple of months. So um, this week on Monday, actually a couple days ago, um, we decided I had written a song again. I write all the time. I love writing. I'm still learning how to let go and show people instead of just keeping all those notes and memos to myself. Um, so on Monday, we actually recorded a single um, that's dedicated to one of my friends. So the song will be called Diana. So it should be coming out um, in the next week or two. Um, which I wasn't expecting to release so soon. It just kind of came about and I said, yeah, let's do it. Um, and then I am planning how I want to do my next release. Um, I would like to do a full album. So maybe a couple singles yeah. every month or something, and then put it all together and prepare an album. Very awesome. cool. How, how long does it take you to typically write a song? Is there any kind of a system to it or is it just you write it when it comes to you? Um, I would say that, I usually write it when it comes to me, but I am a great procrastinator when I when it comes hey, to writing songs. <laughs> and so I will have a melody that comes to my head. Um, and typically when I hear that melody, I'll write down the first phrase that comes to me. And I'll let it sit there. And so sometimes they just sit there for a while and I say, you know what, I'm going to make this into a song and we're going to go to the studio in an hour or something. And I'll write it really quickly. So usually all the songs I write come full-fledged very quickly, like really, really quickly. Cause wow. I just kind of like, that's what I want. Okay. And I finish it. I okay. kind of view it as almost writing like an essay or something. I'll think, okay, paragraph, you know, main little chorus area, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So. so are you writing that and then trying to fill in with music or does the music come first? I think it's when I, I never get lyrics, like I never get them in a poem way. I always hear them in like a melodic way. So I usually write that down and then try to find the chords that fit that melody. Um, Or I'll just Hmm. sing it and record it on a voice memo and then play to it. Um, Or I'll do the total opposite and I will have a chord progression in my head and I'll play that. And then I'll like, when I hear the notes, um, usually I hear like the voices of like a sentence or something. And then that's when I start writing it. Okay. And that, that's a question I have about the songwriting process is kind of that. Do you start with, because I know, so, and no one knows his name or a lot of people do, but Elton John Mm -hmm. just writes the lyrics and he's got a partner who writes all the music. Yeah. Puts it to music. Yeah. yeah, And no one knows. I mean, people do if you're into it, but you know who he is, but like just this idea that Elton John will come in with a piece of paper and all, 
the, the lyrics and okay and and then yeah his partner jams out the the piano riff and then all of a sudden they're they're going it's it's in, that's I, insane. To me, you'd have to do it together at the exact same moment, exact same time. But I don't think anyone actually does that. It's kind of like what you said: you get the idea of a chord progression or a lyric, and then. But, you, we, but we did yeah. talk about it. there are some groups, and I, I think you can watch old historical video of the the Beatles and yeah. so forth that are writing where one of them sings a song, the other one plays a tune, and they go, "Well, what if we did it this way?" And it comes together collectively, collaboratively. Yeah. Like I think you're talking yeah. about. So it's. It's weird that there are so many different ways that you can do things that that work. Yeah. Well, listen, we really appreciate you coming in today. Thank you for your time. Uh, If people want to get in touch with you, if they want to see you, best way to do that is go to your website, renasmusic.com. Yeah, renasmusic.com. That would link every social media platform. Well, let's spell it real quick. R-I-N-A-S music.com. Yes, Okay, and then you're on Facebook and Instagram as well? Absolutely. And then they have contact information. If somebody wants to book you for a gig or something, they can contact you through the website. Fantastic. And we'll add all that stuff to the show notes as well. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you all so much for having me. If you're interested in sponsoring Creating Community, we'd love to talk to you. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about great leaders and businesses that are helping to make it better. If you want to be a part of that, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to start the conversation. And thank you again to Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce for allowing us to come in and record once again. To learn more about the chamber, visit alvinmanvillechamber.org. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is produced by 1820 Marketing and is available wherever you get your podcasts. Show notes and more are available at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.